Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we provide information and inspiration for maximum impact. How do we do that exactly? Well, we give nonprofits an opportunity and a platform to share all the great ways that they're making a difference in our community. The goal is that you, our listeners, will want to jump on the bandwagon and figure out a way that you can make a difference as well. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellen Becker Investment Group, and I'm glad you joined us here today. With over five years of shows and 400-plus nonprofits interviewed, I've really come to realize that there are a whole lot of really great people and organizations in our community that are doing really great work. Some I'm familiar with and some very small grassroots nonprofits that I wasn't aware of until they became our guests. We've talked about some really great, positive, and uplifting things, and then again, we've talked about some hard, really daunting and challenging things, all in the interest of educating people so that they can make informed decisions about a number of various topics. Our topic of conversation today may seem like it falls in that daunting, challenging category, but I encourage you to listen all the way through so you can hear from people who are bringing support and solutions to people struggling with the challenge. I think you'll find that silver lining or the light at the end of the tunnel that we all hope for. So sit back, get comfy while we inform, inspire, and impact you with the message our guests are sharing today. Thousands and thousands of people have been impacted directly by the second leading cause of death in the United States according to 2022 data. Some people call it the C word, and I'm not talking about COVID, I'm talking about cancer. 454,176 cancer deaths were reported in 2022. Now, I've done different uh, shows talking about different kinds of cancers, but today we're going to talk specifically about blood cancer and the importance of donating blood and blood research. Approximately every nine minutes, someone in the United States dies from a blood cancer like leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma. And that statistic represents about 158 people each day or more than six people every hour. Now, that's the daunting part. But the good news is that each year, an estimated 6.8 million people in the United States donate blood. And more than 1.5 million people today are living with or are in remission from blood cancer. Although that is indeed great news, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done to drive innovative research and accelerate the development of new treatments and potential cures. My first guests today are Kelly McGaskill, VP of Philanthropy from Versity Blood Research Institute, and Dr. Sid Rao, pediatric oncology, uh, pediatric oncologist from the Children's Hospital and a research scientist at Versity. So let's take a minute to get to know each of you a little bit. Um, Kelly, why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about yourself and why do you do what you do? Thank you, Jill, and thank you for having us today. I'm really happy to be here. Happy to have you. Since my first nonprofit job more than 20 years ago, I have been so fortunate to connect with generous members of the community who are interested in supporting local nonprofits who are making a positive difference in the community. And nowhere is that more evident than at the with the life-saving work being done every day at Versity 
And my connection to Versity came through my father, who was a lifelong blood donor to the Blood Center of Wisconsin, which was the precursor to Versity. And so understanding his passion for saving lives and for doing what he could do through the simple act of giving blood really connected me to the mission of Versity when I, walked, when I came to this job. And I've been here five years in understanding the work that is done at the Research Institute and connecting donors to see how they can make an impact on the research has just been an amazing, amazing path that I've been on. Mm. And isn't it wonderful to be involved in philanthropy and how it helps so many people? It really is. And, you know, people say, how do you ask people for money? And I say, I don't really ask people for money. I connect people to causes they care about. And it's just that simple. Yeah, that's what it's about for sure. Dr. Rao, what about you? Why, Why do you do what you do? Yeah, the reason I do what I do is it starts and ends with kids. So I'm passionate about children. I was trained as a pediatrician and then a pediatric oncologist. And I modified my practice a little bit to be focused on bone marrow transplants for children with high-risk leukemias. And it just became apparent to me that while we could save the lives of many children, we were ending up um, not necessarily curing them. I don't use the word cure because many of our patients end up getting lifelong side effects or unfortunately pass away from the side effects that we gave them. So my lab studies how leukemia develops, not just in children, but in all people with the idea being if we understand how leukemia starts, we can figure out better, better ways to treat it, but not just better ways in terms of being more effective, but better ways in terms of being less toxic mm-hmm. so that we can get the same kind of treatment, long-term survivals that we need while reducing the toxicities of those therapies. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I do what I do. I get to not just enjoy um, taking care of children and helping them through a difficult period in their life, but more importantly, hope doing research in the lab to try and make sure that their lives are long and better. Mm, it's got to be very rewarding. And I have a great job. Uh, I bet you do. Um, well, let's talk about Versity specifically. Um, who are they and what do they do? So Versity is the parent company of blood centers across five states, including what was formerly known as the Blood Center of Wisconsin, founded 75 years ago by the Junior League of Milwaukee, a group of women who really wanted to make a difference and saw this as an impactful way to do so. And research has been a part of the organization since its inception. Versity has blood centers in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio. But we are headquartered here in Milwaukee, and our research institute is really the, the star of our show. It's why the other organizations wanted to affiliate with us because of the importance of research and the great work that's happening at the Research Institute. Mm. And I think it's important, too, and you you mentioned it before, but to reiterate that Versity supplies blood to every hospital in the south in southeastern Wisconsin, and you complete specialized diagnostic testing for physicians across the country. Correct. So you guys are doing a lot, lot of stuff over there. Um, why Versity? Does that mean something in particular, the word Versity? It really was, it was a word that was brought together, that used to bring together the affiliates across the states, and it touches on university, which is the education piece, diversity, and really put together in that way to symbolize those those elements that are important to us as an organization. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So you are a research institute. So tell us what areas of research you focus on. Yeah. So um, the Blood Research Institute has four specific kind of pillars that we focus on. The first is on transfusion medicine. That's part of where we started, and that's where we continue, trying to improve um, the blood supply, but also how patients who've gotten blood transfusions or platelet transfusions, as an example, can get the maximum benefit with the smallest amount possible. 
Second group is on disorders related to bleeding and clotting. So patients like hemophilias who bleed too much or patients who develop blood clots either in response to devices that are implanted to keep them alive because they had a heart attack um, or the underlying causes of heart attacks, which are really blood clots in the heart. Um, two other areas are immunology, which studies how the immune system works. So why does your one person's immune system respond well to the flu, another person's doesn't. And then why, if it goes crazy, do you get autoimmune dis disorders like multiple sclerosis and others? And then most recently, we've decided to expand into the area of blood cancers, so leukemia and lymphoma in general. So those are the four areas of research that we conduct at the BRI. Okay, and I understand that you're building a $63 million, 60,000 square foot expansion, which is going to allow Versity to expand that research into areas of blood cancer, immunobiology, and stem cell work. Correct. Um, about two years ago, we recruited from the University of Utah a leader in the world of le leukemia biology, Dr. Michael Deininger. And Dr. Deininger's vision is to expand all of the programs and grow them so that we have more synergy and collaboration. And to do that, we just need more space. Uh, mm -hmm. We've kind of run out. Unlike some things that in the pandemic you, we realized we didn't need as much space, uh, science is still done in a lab. And so that just requires a certain amount of space. And so our goal is to go from our current footprint of about 25 investigators to in the next 10 years to about 40. Wow. And so that requires obviously a rapid expansion in the amount of space that we have. Right. And by investigators, you mean these research scientists, Correct. Right? Yeah. People like me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, research and education are obviously not mutually exclusive. I mean, you can't have one without the other. Education is such a key component in our business at EIG, and that's why we have the Education Center where we hold seminars and classes, etc. So I want to ask you about how Versity brings education into the mix, but we'll do that when we come back after commercial break. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Kelly McGaskill from Versity Blood Research Institute and Dr. Sid Rao from Children's Hospital and one of the research scientists at Versity. So one of our founding principles here at EIG is education. You know, we think it's so important in so many ways. So does Versity have an education component? Absolutely. So part of doing science is not just making discoveries in the lab, but training the next generation of scientists who can take on the mantle once, you know, many of us retire. I'm not that close. Uh, <laughs> but on the other hand, so all of the investigators and lab staff at um, Versity, we have a number of different trainees. So these are students who are getting their PhD who work in labs. These are people with PhDs, so they've completed their PhD elsewhere and have decided to come to Versity because of our world-class reputation and learn how to do research either related to what they did before or an entirely different topic. So our goal is to really train these individuals and let them go and go around the country and more importantly around the world to do research in other parts. Hmm. And, you know, the exciting thing about that is that we have these young people coming in. They bring a different energy to the Research Institute, of course. But to, to Dr. Rao's point, they create that ripple effect throughout the world of the, the outstanding science that they are being taught here at, in Wauwatosa at the Versity Blood Research Institute. And I think it's nice to be able to 
uh, to actually give an example of some things that come out of, of that research. You know, I read that your R&D and your education has led to several life-saving discoveries, including the technology that enabled organ transplantation between unrelated individuals, which significantly increases organ transplant opportunities nationwide. So, I mean, these are some really, really neat things that are that are coming out of Versity. Are your researchers integrated across the Milwaukee Regional Medical Center campus? Yes. Um, all of our scientists have faculty appointments at the Medical College of Wisconsin, and those who are practicing clinicians as well as researchers are practicing with pa- uh, clinical care with patients at Freighter and at Children's. Yeah, I'm a classic example. So when I work at Children's taking care of kids who are getting a bone marrow transplant, I, I don't talk to people about being a Versity employee, but I am. Okay. So my and colleagues. I c- and, and I can... I. I can also add that part of the expansion is that we will have a connector between our building and the new cancer center that's being built by the Medical College of Wisconsin and Freydert um, because there is such close connection between our research and the work that's being done across the campus. We'll have a connector between our buildings. Nice, nice. Well, talk about how your research is funded. So most of our researchers receive funding from the National Institutes of Health. And to note, National Institutes, NIH, because it's harder to say (laughs) no longer, the NIH funding is notoriously competitive with fewer than 10% of grants being funded. That said, almost 94% of our researchers have NIH funding, so it speaks volumes about the quality of the work that is being done at our, our research institute. We also receive funding from national foundations, including the LLS Foundation and others who support directly the work that we do. And at the same time, philanthropy plays an important role. And part of that is funding new researchers who haven't had a chance yet to uh, create a project that they can put in front of the National Institutes of Health. And it also provides um, funding for what I call opportunistic research. NIH funding is very prescribed in how you can spend it. And so you're going down this path that you said you would follow as you're doing your research. But if your path makes a right turn, you want to be able to do that. Philanthropy allows you to take a look down that path in the way that NIH funding does not. So Hmm. it really creates that opportunity for researchers to to take a chance. Hmm. Okay. Um, Well, there's never enough time to talk about everything that we want to talk about. Again, we're just trying to plant a mustard seed so people are aware of the organization, some of the great work that you guys are doing. Um, but we'd like to share ways that our listening audience can get involved if they so choose. So talk to us about your volunteers and leadership opportunities, for example, at a, at a board level. Great. So we have volunteers who work in all of our blood donor centers. If you're a blood donor center, you've seen them. They welcome you. They check you in. They provide you your snacks afterwards so that you get your blood sugar back up again. And we, we got to have those people. That's yeah. right. We got to have the that's people right. providing the snacks. <laughs> <laughs> and we have board opportunities across Versity. We have advisory boards in our affiliate states. We have a Versity corporate board. We have a foundation board that is primarily focused on fundraising for the Research Institute. And we just recently created a junior advisory board of the next generation of individuals who will be that pipeline for leadership and who also have a way of networking that is so different than anything that people my age and above have. So really great opportunities. That is great. Just reaching the millennials. And and yeah, we do understand us baby boomers. Uh, understand that they do things a little bit differently. Still very effective, just done differently, right? That's right. 
Um, Dr. Rao, why, why would you say the work that Versity does is so important in the fight against cancers? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're looking at a period in cancer care where we're seeing dramatic improvements in how people are doing. The thing is, there are still definitely cancers that require new innovative approaches to have more people be survivors. More importantly, I think we also need to be cognizant of the fact that many of the patients who are long-term survivors are left with side effects that we gave them as oncologists or bone marrow transplant physicians. So the idea that I think we want to take home is that we can continue to improve, not just by having more people be survivors, but have those survivors have a higher quality of life mm-hmm. with fewer negative problems related to their long-term care. Um, you know, sadly, there are patients who I've treated in the last year who died not of the not because of the cancer that they had, but because of the therapy we had to give them. Yeah. And I think that's where research really is now critical to try and improve the long-term survival of our patients, but also give them a better quality of life. And I think that's so important because um, so many people that I talk have talked with, um, some family members uh, that have gone through their can- their own cancer journey, have chosen not to go the standard route because of the potential afterwards. Um, so I think it's so worth the research uh, into that to say, okay, we recognize that we might be able to give you something that's going to give you some years, uh, but then the longevity is questionable, right? And the, the quality of the longevity. Yeah, but, you know, for me, from my perspective, because uh, I take care of kids, you know, I'm looking at if I have an eight-year-old, they should be alive in 75, 80 years. That's our goal. Yeah. It's a little bit different than if you're taking care of adults. Mm-hmm. And so that's why as a pediatric oncologist, you know, we're all very focused on not just getting better outcomes, but making sure that our kids grow up and to be adults, adults who get married, have jobs, have their own families. Yes. And so that's where reducing the complications and toxicities of therapy is so critical and particularly important to somebody who takes care of children. I agree. I think that's that's great. Um, Well, we like to share a call to action in case our listeners are looking for ways to help support Versity in in some way, other than volunteers. We talked about that uh, and board opportunities. Um, What other opportunities would there be? You know, what would your call to action be for our listeners today? Jill, if I could just take a moment to thank anybody who's listening who's already a blood donor, know that you are saving lives. And if you're not a blood donor, please think about doing that and make sure that you're registered to as an organ donor as well. You don't know how that can change, change somebody's life as well. And if you're interested in learning more about the Blood Research Institute, you can visit versity.org. There is a Research Institute button there that you can click, or please contact me at 414-937-6229. Okay, give that number one more time. 414-937-6229. Okay, and you probably can just Google Versity and get some good information as well, right? Absolutely can, yes. Um, I I just want to mention, I I did some some research in preparation for the show, and I I saw that there are some interesting benefits of donating blood. Now, this is not... This is not... Written in stone, this is just gotten on the internet, so take it for what it's worth. It said that uh, donating blood helps to maintain a healthy liver and cardiovascular health. It stimulates blood cell production. It may reduce the risk of developing cancer, which I think was interesting. True or not, not sure. But it can also help improve your mental state and then 
here's one that I think people would really appreciate. It says that it might help with weight loss. <laughs> so <laughs> there's another reason it helps with your mental state, right? Um, so there you have it. So many wonderful reasons to go out and donate uh, and, and donate blood. So uh, appreciate you being here today. Kelly McGaskill, the VP of Philanthropy from Versity Blood Research Institute. And of course, Dr. Sid Rao from Children's Hospital. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you, Jill. You're welcome. When organizations, not only nonprofits, when they work together, the result can be something really amazing and super effective. After the break, we'll learn more about an organization that works with Versity and focuses on blood disorder cancers and how what they do is also making a difference for thousands of people. We'll be right back after a short commercial break. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. And my next guests today are Courtney Ham, Executive Director of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, or LLS. And I've asked Dr. Sid Rao, who is a research scientist at Versity and a pediatric oncologist at Children's, I asked him to stick around for the second half of the show. So thank you for joining us today, Courtney, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So people have obviously heard of leukemia and lymphoma. Uh, Perhaps they know someone who is struggling with it now or has in the past. But give us a little history on the society specifically, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Absolutely. So the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society was actually founded by a family in 1949, and their interest was um, initially supporting cancer research for leukemia, specifically after their 16-year-old unfortunately passed away from the disease. They were looking to cure leukemia and also support families that were impacted by the blood cancer. And um, 70 plus years later, we're still staying true to what their wishes were. And um, we continue to fight that battle Mm. um, every day. I have no idea you have been around for so long. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Um, So tell us what your mission and your vision and your purpose are. Well, the mission of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is to cure leukemia, lymphoma, Hodgkin's disease, and myeloma, and also to improve the quality of life of patients and their families. Um, Our vision is ultimately a world without cancer. And really the purpose around that is something that um, Dr. Rao said so eloquently in the segment before of um, we're looking to not only have patients survive, we are looking for humanity to thrive Mm -hmm. beyond a diagnosis of a blood cancer, any cancer, frankly. And so um, we're out there knowing that there's more work to be done. And and some of that is ultimately to have people go on and enjoy their lives and enjoy the people around them and um, thrive in our community. It's a great, uh, great purpose, and you can tell the passion that all of you have um, through your work. How did you get involved with LLS? So I have a, an interesting background. Um, I actually have a master's degree in counseling and thought for sure since high school that I was going to be a therapist. And um, after grad school, I found uh, one nonprofit role uh, that trained and taught me a lot, um, 
But I joined the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society back in 2010 as a patient services manager. And so my role was ultimately to be the first point of contact in the chapter that I served in Kansas City, actually. Okay. And um, I was talking to individuals that were potentially newly diagnosed with a blood cancer and helping them with support services, financial assistance, just anything that they needed um, within their journey. And I loved everything about it. This organization is moving the needle on therapies and innovation around therapy options, and um, I was hooked. So uh, we definitely have, unfortunately, some sad stories uh, within my own family. Um, I I have a cousin that passed away in the 70s from a relapse of leukemia. Mm. And, you know, 40-plus years ago, that unfortunately was a death sentence for him. And um, I know that he would be here today if uh, we had the research and the, op- and the options we have now. So um, there's definitely a personal tie, but it was the, the training and my love of philanthropy and uh, relationship building that mm. keeps me at this organization. Mm-hmm. So true. I think you, you find that in most all nonprofits, that relationship piece. I mean, that's so key here in our business, too, that you really want to develop that relationship first mm-hmm. and all the other things will just kind of fall in that's line. Right. Um, what is your role then as the executive director in Upper Plains? Yeah, so Upper Plains, so we're one of 27 regions around the organization. So we are a national organization, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And um, our region is Minnesota, Wisconsin, and North and South Dakota. Um, And we ultimately, my role is to partner with volunteer leaders like Sid and others um, and our fundraising staff team and raise awareness and drive revenue um, to support the the mission and the pillars of our organization, which is research, research, patient support services, and advocacy. Okay. Okay. Well, Dr. Sid or Dr. Rao, um, how and why did you get involved with LLS? So we know that you're involved with Versity as a research scientist. Um, how and why are you involved then with LLS? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, LLS is one of those organizations that everybody who works in the world of oncology knows and has heard of because they've had a 75-year commitment to do the same things that we want to do, which is improve the lives of patients. And so um, LLS approached me about joining their board uh, for Southeastern Wisconsin for two reasons. Number one, they wanted somebody who could help them understand what the cutting edge research questions were in the world of leukemia and lymphoma. Um, And I was able to do that because of my uh, role at Versity where I do that kind of research myself. Second of all is because LLS wanted to renew their commitment to children. As uh, Courtney mentioned earlier, LLS was founded by a family who lost a child to leukemia. Mm. And LLS wanted to reinvigorate that aspect of their research. Um, and so what they wanted to do was have more board members who are directly involved in the care of children. And so that allowed me to join the board and help them partner more effectively with people in the community, um, especially Children's Hospital where I practice medicine. Okay. Wow. Well, we certainly understand and support research and development and the importance of it. Uh, We're going to take a quick break right now, but we'll talk more about that subject when we return. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG. 
Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, and I'm talking in our last segment with Courtney Ham, Executive Director from the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, and Dr. Sid Rao, Research Scientist from Versity and Pediatric Oncologist out of Children's Hospital. So uh, talk to us about the research and how mission-based support is funded. Absolutely. So um, we've done a ton of research, and like I had mentioned, uh, that was really the basis of what the family wanted, was to create a foundation that was researching blood cancers. And um, since 1949, we've invested more than $1.6 billion towards research and have a lot of really remarkable things that have come about supporting individuals like like Sid and others um, that are looking to find better therapy options for um, individuals that have cancer. And I just want to make a, make a comment that Sid is Dr. Rao. Sid just is Dr. for everybody Rao. listening, we know if you don't say who's, who's Sid now, when did he join the conversation? <laughs> it's Dr. Sid Rao. You and can tell he has great bedside manner. <laughs> yes. He says, just call him Sid, right? Just Please Sid. just call me Sid. Okay. Yes. Okay. So when we say Sid, we're referring to Dr. Rao, just, just so we all know who we're talking to here. So, And just to give you a sense of... Um, we've been really able to move the needle. Our our CEO, who's actually retiring in a month, um, has always talked about that one FDA approval a year used to be something that everyone would celebrate. And um, we're seeing tens and 20 FDA approvals a year because of the, the vast majority of support and new therapy and innovations that are coming out. Um, and one exciting statistic that we have is that even just since 2017, um, there's been over 90 new FDA-approved therapies for blood cancers, and mm. LLS has supported 75% of those. Wow. So we've done a ton to ensure that patients have the best opportunities for survivorship, but what we like to say is thrivership. So mm. um, anything to help make things better for our patients, um, we're, we're looking for those opportunities. Mm, that's wonderful. Um, so I'm curious, does research in blood cancer translate then to other cancers and autoimmune diseases? It does. So um, I, I can do this somewhat well, but I am a lay person and I'm going to pass this over to Sid. But ultimately, a lot of the, a lot of the research we see in the blood cancer space translates to therapy options for other cancers and autoimmune diseases. Um, I'm actually a, I have my own story around that. So an LLS-funded drug, Rituxan, um, or Rituximab, uh, was developed with LLS funding 25-plus years ago. And um, I actually received Rituxan infusions about five years ago for an autoimmune disease that I have. I've been in full active remission um, since those infusions. And it just goes to show that Rituxan is an immunotherapy, and I think that's a lot of what's coming out um, being the big focus is immunotherapy options. And Sid can definitely share some more about how blood cancer research and the work that we do in the blood cancer space translates to to other opportunities to support care. Yeah, because I think autoimmune diseases, those are 
I don't know if maybe they're just around more, if you've, I've just become more aware of them. I'm, I'm not sure, but. Yeah, it's a great um, point. So um, if we think about the current therapy that we give people, most people with cancer think about getting chemotherapy. More and more patients actually don't get what we consider classic chemotherapy. They're getting drugs that either precisely target the tumor that they have or reactivate or reinvigorate their immune system to get rid of the cancer that grew in their body. So the best possible example of a therapy that was actually funded and partially developed with the help of LLS is something called CAR T-cell therapies. And these are therapies where we take out people's immune systems re-engineer them in a dish and then put them back into the person to get rid of their cancer. And this therapy, I know it sounds like, oh my goodness. It's wild. It's wild, but it's been a game changer. So these are patients who five to seven years ago, we would say, we don't have any more options for you. Let's talk about what the next steps are. To now we talk about as we have options that will be curative in your child or your parent or your loved one because of a very simple group of ideas that came together through research funded by LLS and are now being used in the clinic through multiple FDA-approved projects, products, excuse me. What's really exciting is taking those therapies, CAR T-cell therapies, which are currently only used in patients with blood cancers, and translating that, hopefully in the near term, to patients with solid tumors like pancreatic cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, prostate cancer. And that's the next area of research. So this research fostered and developed therapies that are now being used in clinics all every day all over the country in blood cancers, but that research will now then hopefully translate those cures into patients with solid tumors. That is fantastic. And that's done all here in Wisconsin. Yeah. We have it going on, don't we? we oh, do. yes. <laughs> you can go to Freighter or Children's or, and get a CAR T-cell therapy now. Yes. Mm. Wow. That really is something. Um, I understand also that you have a commitment to pediatric cancer specifically, and that's no, not a surprise, obviously, being a pediatric oncologist, right, uh, Dr. Sid? Um, tell us more about that. Yeah, so I'll jump in and share a little bit more about our Dare to Dream project. So in the um, corporate space or a hospital space, it might be called um, the capital campaign. Uh, this is LLS's capital campaign. So we have a commitment to raise $175 million through 2027. 20, um, and the goal is to be re-examine and reimagine care for our youngest patients. And we're doing that with um, a, a master clinical trial that it's international. Um, along with focusing on support services and um, financial resources specifically for pediatric patients and their families. They carry a unique uh, experience when they're going through a cancer diagnosis. There's multiple generations of individuals that might be involved with their care. Um, There's siblings and all of those things. So taking a, a close look at how to support a pediatric family as they're going through care for cancer, um, and then also advocacy. So LLS has a main, a major focus on advocacy, but um, specifically for pediatric patients, we need to make sure that every kid that's diagnosed with a, a blood cancer or cancer has access and affordability of care, and that's something that we're super passionate about. And so, um, like Sid was mentioning, 
these kids are potentially diagnosed at age three or five or ten, they have years of life left, and we want to make sure that um, they're enjoying and thriving in those years, and there aren't other reasons that um, are detrimental to their health and well-being. So um, the Dare to Dream project is focused on all of these things. I think for all of us, the most exciting part is the master clinical trial. Um, it's really hopefully going to help limit the toxicity of treatment right now. Sid, I, I, I think it would be a good opportunity to point out what a time frame looks like for a kid that goes through a blood cancer treatment and how we're trying to minimize some of that time and effects. Yeah, great. Um, so for children who are diagnosed with the two most common types of blood cancer or leukemias, um, they're going to get, depending on their diagnosis, one to three years of treatment. Um, and so that obviously comes with a price, and I mean an emotional price on the family, a financial price, having to take your kid to the hospital or the clinic often, weekly, for long visits. And that's under the best cases. Some of our patients spend the first six months after their diagnosis in the hospital, never leaving. And then you look at the toll that that causes for both the family, the child, the siblings, and the community. These are all major areas where we need to improve things. So the idea of the master clinical trial is to really identify the best possible therapy for each and every kid diagnosed with a blood cancer, bring them into a treatment protocol that's personalized for them, not just based on their age or their gender or their diagnosis, but based on what their cancer tells us is the right therapy. And then following those patients over time to make sure that what we're doing is the right thing to do. But the special part about the trial and the part that I think is most exciting is children with cancer is fortunately rare. If there's a kid in Kansas City and a kid in Milwaukee diagnosed with the same cancer, those two clinicians might not know that. So what we can do is this master clinical trial will allow the two of them to understand what the other child is doing and then hopefully collaborate, learn, and improve the care of both of those kids. Mm. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Nice. Yeah. Nice goal. Um, we don't have a lot of time left, um, so I want to just finish up with some takeaways for our listeners. What are three things you would want them to know about LLS? If anything you heard today stood out to you and you want to learn more, um, I, I hope you know that we're here to support and want to help you identify where your skills and passions fit with our organization. And um, and we're here to support. So please reach out and just know that we are the innovators and we are paving the way for better care, better care and better opportunities for patients. Okay. Now give us contact information. So you can contact me, um, Courtney Ham. Uh, my phone number is 262-785-4246. Or you can find myself, our board list, our um, staff in Upper Plains on our website. So www.lls.org slash UPLN. So that's the Upper Plains link. Okay. Or you can just go to lls.org to learn more about what we're doing. Okay. And Dr. Sid Rao, do you make yourself available or you just go through the websites, uh, Adversity and, and LLS? I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, okay. You can find me through the Versity website most easily. Okay. You can also find me through the Children's or the MCW website. 
Okay. Can we Google Sid? And you, will you come up? If you Google Sid, I will not be the first head. I've done it at least once. <laughs> Some character from a kid's show comes to mind. I, I can't know, remember I know, what I show know. that was. But yes, Dr. Sid the Science Kid. Uh, uh, okay. Dr. Sid Rao. Again, um, scientist, research scientist from Versity and pediatric oncologist with Children's Hospital. And Courtney uh, Ham from the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Thank you both for finishing out our interview today. Thank you. Uh, I, I want to thank everybody, actually, including Kelly uh, McCaskill from Versity. Um, thank you for all the incredible work that you do in the area of cancer research and development and for the service and support that you offer to people struggling with, with cancer. So I appreciate all of you participating in the interview today. If you'd like further information about what we talked about, you can reach directly out to Versity or the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And if you happen to know of a great organization doing great work in our community, of which there are many, uh, like our guests today, uh, if you think that they'd make a great guest for the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Tune in next Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community to learn more about great people and great organizations that are doing great things in our community. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows. You can also listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So I hope you learned a bit today about the second leading cause of death in our country and also how you might give of your time, your talent, or your treasure to support the cause. Our guests have shared today many ways that you can make a difference and have a significant impact, whether that's by donating, volunteering, advocating for the respective organization, or by donating blood. Low blood count is a major side effect of cancer treatment. So when you donate blood or platelets, you're helping cancer patients receive the life-saving care that they need. I'm sure anything you decide to do would be appreciated. So find out what you want to do to contribute to the cause and to be a blessing and give a blessing to someone in our community. Thank you for listening today and have a great day.